Hey everyone, welcome to DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here. This is the Leader WrestleZone's podcast of professional wrestling, top discussions and talk of AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and many others. So I hope everybody had a great Christmas, you know, so did I. Uh, let's talk about three subjects I want to put in in one episode today. So the first one, this one's already a past event that took place. Last month on November 24th. Now, the promotion that ran this event was Ref Pro, but they were running this show called the British J-Cup. Uh, if you guys may know, they're, uh, Ref Pro are currently in alliance with um, with New Japan, CMML, and Ring of Honor. Now, the British J-Cup is kind of similar to New Japan's Super J-Cup, which is mostly for... Junior heavyweight contenders slash lightweight slash cruiserweights. And they had four matches in this one that relates to the British J-Cup. Now, the first match they had of the day was uh, El Fantasma, who was being accompanied by Bullet Club uh, mate Hakileo versus Senza Volto uh, from France. Uh, as you all know how Fantasma is, he's a real prick who does whatever it takes to win, to cheat, whatever, however. But you got to be careful with the big guy, Hakileo, who, who's the one guy you don't want to get in his crosshairs. And, you know, Senza Volta tried to do whatever it takes to win, but of course, not a lot with Phantasmo. He always finds a way to cheat to ensure he wins. Now, if you must know, Al Fantasmo was... Last year's winner of the British Jacob, and he is determined to be second time winner of the British Jacob this year. So he took the first win of the match. Now, the second match of the night of the British Jacob that took place uh, it was Robbie Eagles versus Barbaro Cavanerario. Uh, this guy, he's from, uh, if you know who Barbaro is, Barbaro is, he's from Consejo Mundial Lucha Libre, which is their other partners down in Mexico. This was an interesting match because um, Barbaro was a little different than any other wrestler who participated in the British J-Cup. Um, I'm very excited how this match turns out. Uh, Robbie Eagles throwing his big high-flying techniques to find a way to win. Uh, I know he's been trying to prove that he can do better. He felt like, and if you guys follow the story, he was never a good fit for uh, Bullet Club since... Will Ospreay was the one who brought him to New Japan, but he got sold over by Bullet Club to join. But, of course, like any other story, uh, there has to be a winner, and Robbie won this one, and I was very happy he won. The next match was uh, Rocky Romero versus Michael Oku. Now, I don't know who Michael Oku is, but this guy, man, this guy's young, talented. He was ready to... He's ready to take the world by storm. I'm like very excited to see this guy. And you all know who Rocky Romero is from New Japan, part of the Chaos Faction. The People call him the King of Sneaky Style. But frankly, his Sneaky Style didn't get him too advanced in the British J-Cup. So Michael Oku won this match. So that is three out of the four matches a show in for the British J-Cup. Now the next match, well... I like to consider one one of those dream matches I was hoping for one day, but I don't know how you would consider it. Pac versus the Amazing Red. Now, this is a match that was 
like a dream match, like I said. I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, you probably ask yourself, wait a minute, if Pac is with AEW, why is he there? Well, here's the thing. Pac only has association with Red Pro, but also any other British promotion. But Red Pro is one of those promotions he gets involved in. An amazing Red, well, yeah, you all know where he's going. So this was a good match. I wasn't sure how this would turn. I, w I, I was like, I didn't know if Pac was going to win or Amazing Red was going to win. I, I, I enjoyed it. Like, you got a legend versus a guy who's making a name for himself. You know, that is a great match. But frankly, like I said, there has to be a winner. And that winner turned out to be Pac. Then the way they decided who's going to win the British Jacob because they don't go with how do I say like day, more dates of the British Jacob tournament they put them in a four way el elimination uh, match basically if either you pin one wrestler out of the four a uh, fatal four way he's out or submitted whatever you want to throw so let's go over who was eliminated first Pac was eliminated first because he DQ'd himself by accident you know how he is he gets a little pissed off with anything Second person who got eliminated was Robbie Eagles. All thanks to Al Phantasmo. If you guys recall, they still have some heated battles between them. Third elimination, Al Phantasmo would leave the winner, Michael Oku. Now, this is Michael Oku. This is his first win so far. Now, I haven't followed Michael Oku yet, but I'm determined to find out more. But right in the middle of the celebration, Pac and attack Michael Oku. And from what I gathered after this match, he wanted a rematch against him because he felt this match should have been his. Well, we'll just have to see what happens. But if you guys must know, in this match, I, w I did see like certain alliances between Pac and El Fantasma because they're both heels. Robbie Eagles and Michael Oku, they're both faces. But once in a while, I did notice Pac and El Fantasma facing off each other. I would love to see both Pac and El Fantasmo face off each other. I just don't know when would that happen, but I would love to see it. But you probably ask yourselves, how can you watch this British Jacob? Now, there's two ways I can give you. One, they have only the matches for these particular ones for the British Jacob on the New Japan Pro Wrestling World Live on Demand, which is... Nine ninety nine. I don't know how much that is in yen because I don't know the currency down in Japan. But you can also get uh, the RPW on demand, which is like only almost ten dollars a month. So you can subscribe to that however you want if you're interested to watch this. Now let's move on to the NXT that took place this past Wednesday. Now keep in mind there is, there was no Wednesday Night War happening this week. AEW decided to take the week off. Unlike WWE, they don't take the week off at all. They never take no days off, especially on holidays. First thing first, what they did is they showed a recap of last week. Now, if you recall last week, uh, there was a match between Adam Cole and Finn Balor, which Balor was close in winning, but Johnny Gargano showed up. And then we have the newly crowned NXT Women's Champion, where Ripley. Now th that is one of those moments we always remembered. Now the first match they started out was for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, the current champion Roderick Strong issued an open challenge against anybody. 
the person that responded that was the former Evolve champion, Austin Theory. Now, keep in mind here, WWE, either in Raw or SmackDown, they never mention none of these wrestlers' past history. NXT does, and that kind of bothers me a bit because I appreciate NXT that they like to keep that for real. But when it comes to Raw or SmackDown, they don't mention none of it. But it was a good match. I love it. You know, it was great. Very ballsy how it was. I say it was one of those matches of the night that I enjoyed watching. But keep in mind, this match took place at the Full Sail um, Arena down in Florida. But there were still matches going on at an, at the Barclays Center. With I don't know if it was in the same time as SmackDown or what. I'm not sure yet. So, the, uh, for frankly, the winner re- retained the title, Roderick Strong, so he's still the champion, but it was a good match. I hope down the line you get to see Austin Theory compete more in the NXT brand. I'm very excited. Now, let's go with the next match that took place at the Barclays Center. It was Isaiah Swerve Scott versus the gentleman Jack Gallagher. I, I wasn't too much sold on this one. I mean, I'm a fan of Isaiah Swerve Scott, if you remember him, known as, um, what's his name, uh, Shane Strickland, but, yeah, but I'm going to just give the winner name for this one, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, um, won this one. Now, we got a women's match that took place back in Full Sail, this time it was Candice LeRae versus Ty, Ty Nara. Now, Candice LeRae had been nominated, if you guys need to know, as the best feud against Ayo Shirai, which is great. Um, if you follow the story where Candice LeRae and Ayo Shirai were good friends, but later they, um, Ayo Shirai just stabbed her in the back, betrayed her, you know, this and that. But, of course, she had her hands full with Ty- Inara. Um It started out great with uh, Candice LeRae being in the match. I loved it. She was great. I loved what she was doing. Tyrana, she did everything humanly possible to win, but none of it was possible. But, of course, in the end, Candice LeRae took the victory on this one. Then they did a little promo with this other guy who says he's from Lebanon, but he left during the time as a child. You know the history of Lebanon during the Civil War? Uh, this guy is Arturo Ruas. He said he left when he was a child, and he remembered that. So they were showing a little promo of this guy who's a martial artist, you know, third degree black belt, that type of thing. Nothing compare like Aaron Stevens out of NWA. But yeah, and then we had a match that took place at the Barclays Center consisting of Dominic Dijakovic versus Braun Strowman, two, another set of behemoths facing off. I mean, I love Dominic Dijakovic's work and so is the, uh, Braun Bronson Reed. I wasn't sure who was going to win this one. But there were great moments from both sides. You know, like counter each other, try to take the powerhouse of each other, that type of thing. That was a great match, and I loved it. Uh, there was a moment that Dominic was about to do the like the choke slam type of thing, but it didn't work. Uh, I don't know what it was, but Bronson actually gave a headbutt to the head. I don't know if that is like, if that would hurt, 
in real life. So don't quote me on that. They did a little promo, the advertised promo, for Worlds Collide. Now, if you all recall, Worlds Collide will take place on January 25th. Uh, this will take place on the week of the Royal Rumble. Now, Worlds Collide, they're going to have a collaboration between both the NXT brands. NXT here in the U.S., and then there's the NXT UK. Now, one of the matches that was already being advertised and promoted was the Undisputed Era, which is the dominant faction in the NXT, versus the dominant, fa- uh, dominant faction in the NXT UK. We're talking about Imperium. Now, this is a match I definitely got to see. This is one match that it's going to freaking change everything. The landscape. I don't know who would win between both sides. There are They're dominant in both sides. Now, the only difference is Undisputed Era, they currently have all the gold. The NXT Championship gold. The tech team the north american imperial only has the nxt uk title they don't have the other ones that they have there the tackling titles but we'll see how that goes i'm i'm excited to see this one i'm very sold on this one then we had uh bianca belair versus the debut of shotzi blackheart now if you recall a while back Chotzi blackheart was was at the evolved event and william regal offered her an nxt contract this is the first time we see her in it. I know she's been participating in many of the um, li- uh, NXT live shows. You know, not televised, but yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm looking forward to. I was looking. I was like so happy to see Shotzi Blackheart to do this, and I was like very sold on this match completely. Like, I didn't know who was gonna win, I, but I did doubt that Shotzi Blackheart was gonna win this one completely because she's new. Uh, Bianca Belair has been there for a while now. But yeah, but frankly, Bianca Belair took the win on this one. Now, the main event that took place down at the Barclays Center, well, let this one was a tag team match between Damian Priest and Tony Nese, the former Cruiserweight champion, versus the former Cruiserweight champion, Leo Rush and Keith Lee. Now, this one was my favorite match of the night. I w- you had two different types of of wrestlers from both teams. You have one that is more of the powerhouse. And then you got one that's more of the athletic cruiserweight uh, you know, athlete. I loved it. But the one thing about Keith Lee I like is when he came out wearing a Santa uh, hat. A Christmas hat. And coming out with cookies. And of course, you, you see Leo Rush was enjoying the cookies himself. I was like... Have some holiday cheers. But it was a great match. But it started out where Leo Rush wasn't going to be intimidated by Damian Priest. I mean, you got a small guy versus a huge-ass big dude. I'm like, whoa, this is great. I love it. But my favorite moment of this one is Keith Lee. Now, if you all recall, during the triple threat match, the t- no, wait a minute. That six-man tag team match that took place where it was the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, and who um, the other two were facing against Keith Lee, Ciampa, and Dijakovic. 
Finn Balor shows up. He was about to take out Adam Cole, but out of nowhere, you see Keith Lee popping out of nowhere and chokes chokes the life out of uh, Finn Balor. He did the same thing to Damien Priest, but wearing the Christmas hat. I was like, whoa. Now, once he got rid of Damien Priest, Tony Nese tried to do a, a topis suicida on Keith Lee, but it did not work. He just had a smile. And then Damien Priest tried to jump off, do a little flip outside the ring. He caught him and powerbombed him down on the, on the apron, on the edge of it. And then, uh, of course, Keith Lee had the, the pin on this one, but Leo Rush wanted to finish it off, and he did. And Leo Rush and Keith Lee won this match. I was like, wow, this was a great match. This one is my favorite one out of the night. I loved it. Now, the next subject I want to talk about, uh, this was announced today for, for those who follow Twitter or any other social media. SoCal Uncensored. I'm not. I'm not talking about SCU that consists Daniels, Kazarian, and um, and Sky. I'm talking about the news outlet. They announced that Chris Satlander is not going to be participating at AEW's January 1st Homecoming Edition. Now, reason before that. Now, prior before she got signed to AEW. She already made a commitment and a word that she was going to participate with bar wrestling for a New Year's New Year's event that took place. Uh, now, most independent wrestlings, when you hire, a, when you book big time talent, it doesn't matter if it's AEW or WWE, they're being told they have to be pulled out. But this time, instead of that, now bar wrestling had no problems to. Pull Chris Satlander, but instead of having um, you know how do I say, having uh Chris Satlander ch- forced to be choo- to choose which one she wants to do, they just AEW decided why not both. So she is going to do the New Year's event at Bar Wrestling on that day, but here's the thing that everybody started to remember. She is scheduled to face Rio for the women's title that took place. As you all know, she beat Britt Baker to be the number one contender. Now, from what it's being told, Rio is going to fa- have a fatal four-way match on New Year's Day, on New Year's Day January 1st, at, at the homecoming edition in Jacksonville. So it's going to be the number three, Hikaru Shida versus... Uh, number four, Nyla Rose, and number five, Emi Sakura. But Chris Sandler will have that opportunity. Whoever wins this match on January 1st will face Chris Satlander on January 8th. Now, please keep in mind, this was not something that was being forced. People are saying right now that AEW is bad for pro wrestling. Now, if that is true, then why did Tony Khan gave the go-ahead that she was going to do this event? I'll tell you why. Much like wrestling, AEW appreciates the independent scenes. Unlike WWE, recently, not too long ago, Southside Wrestling, a promotion out of the UK, had already booked 
three NXT UK stars, including um, the NXT UK Women's Champion. I forgot her name, Kaylee. But this was a disappointing because WWE pulled them out. But Cody Rhodes responded saying to them, let me see what I can do. And he took with him not only himself, his wife, MJF, and Sean Spears for this event. It proves to me that AEW are showing appreciations to the independents. WWE, their primary goal is to obliterate them. Right now, the UK independency is at a frenzy knowing that NXT UK just toppled it. Now, if you all recall, not too long ago, they've been trying to build a NXT Japan, NXT Mexico, but both countries are not having this. They're not going to allow any of their independent promotions to fall apart. Now, that's the thing about AEW I like. They're letting, they're, ta- they're not only allowing the talent how they're, who the, what promotions to do, they're uh, allowing this to happen because they, they want to give the freedom to the wrestlers what they want to do. Now, here's the way I see it. Do they really need to build a Delavet Metal program? No. The independent scenes is the Delavet program for them. That's how you develop the whole thing. That's why they do it. But if people are, are still complaining about AEW, then get off your ass and stop talking about it and focus about AEW. Let AEW worry about their own mistakes. So, so if you're planning to watch the AEW event on January 1st, so don't be alarmed. Chris will not be there, but she will be there the following week. So I hope you guys enjoy these talks that I, I throw in for all of you. But there will be more coming up soon. And Also, uh, let me... I just found out just one this, uh, right now on my phone. Hold on. Oh, okay. I have one more I want to talk about. Uh, if you guys follow Dragon Gate promotion out of Japan, this just announced. Um, Masato Yoshino has announced his retirement for in 2020. Reason is that apparently some of it, it the injury he obtained back in 2017, it's getting worse now. So it's still unclear when it's going to happen, but this is what he realized. Doctors told him that he had to change his um, his routine, his schedule. But if you guys don't know uh, this, uh, Masato Yoshino is known as the speed star, so he's very fast. But I don't know what's going to happen. I will follow on Masato Yoshino. So hope you guys enjoyed the talk about me of talking about the British J-Cup, NXT, and of course the situation with Chris Satlander involving herself with Bar Wrestling and AEW. But there will be more talks, and this whole thing with Masato Yoshino, I will follow up on this one. So I must bid all of you adieu, so goodbye, and have a nice day. Bang!